Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This 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 show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this lovely Tuesday edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today's Tuesday, July the 7th of 2020, day 189 of the year and only 177 more days to go. Anyways, how are you? So normally I would tell you how long of a period of time it's been since we last hung out, but some people go, well, we didn't hang out yesterday. Well, we kind of did. We did a very, 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 very late version of the show. So hopefully you were able to take a look, take a gander, hang out, come by and do some different stuff there. If you did not, I do apologize. We did have some things kind of going out of the ordinary yesterday. So it caused us to be severely delayed for us to get here. But anyways, we're here today, so that's the important part. So thanks for coming out, hanging out, and us being able to do some things together. Anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. We are streaming live across the Safety FM multiverse, of course, and we are also streaming on safetyfm.tv. So if you want to watch the video, hi, how are you? You're able to do so as well. Anyways, as you already know, we're going to get you started with some feature story news. So let's not hesitate too much and get that bad boy started. you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Melbourne will re-enter lockdown for six weeks from Thursday as coronavirus case numbers continue to spike in the state of Victoria. Arthur Stevens reports from Melbourne. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has decided to reimpose Stage 3 stay-at-home restrictions on metropolitan Melbourne plus one country region for six weeks. Once again, the only reasons that people will be permitted to leave their homes are for essential shopping, giving or receiving medical care, attending work if it can't be done at home, and for exercise, which must not be outside the metropolitan boundary. Custom of a second wave, second wave, I, I, what people want to call this is entirely... Uh, irrelevant. We have to be realistic about the circumstances that we confront. We have to be clear with each other, this is not over. And pretending that it is because we all want it to be over is not the answer. 
Victoria on Tuesday recorded 191 new cases of COVID-19, the highest single-day increase since the beginning of the pandemic. Of that number, only 37 were linked back to known outbreaks and none are associated with hotel quarantine. Arthur Stevens, Melbourne. Russia's described UK sanctions on 25 Russians as outrageous. The new economic measures include asset freezes and visa bans. Lucy Taylor reports from FSN Moscow. Russia's embassy in London says the new sanctions are unacceptable and politically motivated. It says it's particularly appalled by the inclusion of Russian state prosecutors and judges. But UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said the sanctions would stop the laundering of blood money through London. The 25 names include those suspected of being involved in the killing of a Russian lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky, in prison in Moscow in 2009. Russia says it reserves the right to respond with its own sanctions. Lucy Taylor in Moscow. TikTok says it'll quit Hong Kong within days because of China's new security law. Earlier this week, Facebook and Twitter said they'd pause cooperation with Hong Kong police over requests for user information. The EU Commission has slashed its economic forecasts as the coronavirus takes its toll on the bloc's 27 economies. The region's predicting a contraction of 8.3% this year, worse than the 7.4% predicted in the spring. Lucy Hoff reports from Brussels. France, Italy and Spain will be amongst the hardest-hit European economies, with Germany and the Netherlands facing less severe recessions. The UK's economy is forecast to shrink by 9.75%, worse than the EU's average of 8.3%. Recovery in 2021 is predicted to be slower than was previously forecast in the spring. EU Commissioner for the Economy Paolo Gentiloni said the recession was deeper than expected, with wider divergences material. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Britain has taken a major step towards emulating America's Magnitsky Act, which allows the government in Washington to punish global officials responsible for torture and human rights violations. It's named after Sergei Magnitsky, a Russian tax expert, who died as a result of mistreatment in jail after he uncovered a massive Russian tax fraud. The new British measure will be immediately used to target officials in Russia Saudi Arabia and North Korea. The global human rights sanctions regulations were unveiled in the British Parliament by Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab. Today, this government and this House sends a very clear message on behalf of the British people that those with blood on their hands, the thugs of despots, the henchmen of dictators, will not be free to waltz into this country to buy up property on the King's Road, King's Road to do their Christmas shopping in night. Um, yeah, this was incredibly difficult because the opponent is better and um, you know, I think the teams that we had to come through were you know, some of the best teams in the world. So I think in terms of the path and the level, yeah, this was pretty challenging. Since their World Cup victory a year ago, the team has gone on to enjoy an unbeatable record in the 2020 Women's Olympics Qualifying Championships and in the She Believes Cup. Since April, however, games have been cancelled due to COVID-19. The team is still pledged to compete in the delayed Summer Olympics due to take place next year. With a year ago today, I'm Sam Marks. The main news again, the Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro has tested positive for COVID-19, months after he started expressing scepticism about the virus. Nearly five million people are beginning six weeks of mandatory lockdown in Melbourne because of spiralling COVID-19 cases. And Deutsche Bank has been fined $150 million in the US for failing to monitor accounts held by convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, I have to tell you, we have to try to be something around here, and entertaining might be one of the things, but I don't know if it always works out. Anyways, so there you go. There's some news stories that are going on and taking place inside of this little world of ours, so hopefully you got to take a good listen to it and see exactly what's going on. So anyways, as you are fully aware, we get you started with our versionality of the news. Now I'm going to tell you, well, as I do this today, we're going to test something a little bit different. 
And I'm going to say also, if you hate it, if you hate the way that I do this now, let me know. Because we could always go back to the old mode. But I want to try it just to see. And then we can go from there. Anyways, let's get you down to the hit list and see what exactly is going on. The Bellagio suffered one of the biggest sports book losses in Vegas history after it allowed a quarter of a million dollars in winning wagers to be placed on a baseball game's after they had already started. According to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the winning were spread among approximately 50 so-called past-post bets that were wagered on an in-progress Chinese-Korean baseball game. One winner scored $137,107.38 on a $250 10-leg parlay. ESPN stated the Nevada Game Control Board is investigating the matter to determine whether the books must shell up the cash. So what do you think? Do you think that makes sense? Or do you look at it and go, well, probably it should not be paid out. Now, if they did allow the game to be, um, well, I mean, the bet to occur, even though the game had already started. What do you think? Does it make sense? I mean, I don't know if as a gambler. It's incorrect to do so. I mean, if somebody allows you to do something from a gambling standpoint, how do you look at it? I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I would love to make a bet for $250 and win $137,107.38. Now, who wouldn't? Something to think about, of course, as we do talk about this. So anyways, what's your feelings? What's your thoughts? Now take a listen to this one. And apparently you're not going to hear anything because that's the way that it's going to work today. So anyways, let me tell you the next news story. A federal judge has ordered the shutdown of the Dakota Access Pipeline. The U.S. District Judge James Bolserg wrote in a 24-page order that he was mindful of the disruptions of such shutdown will cause, but concluded that it was necessary after the findings that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers violated the National Environmental Policy Act that granted easements for construction. The review for the pipeline, which has been in operation for three years, must be complete within 30 days per the judge's order. So what do you think there? Interesting, the findings there. Interesting how that whole thing works. Interesting on how that would work out for some and not for others. But I don't know. I talk about these things because I think that they're important for the world that we're living in. And I think that they're important for what we have going on. What's your thought process as you hear this? What is your thought process as this goes through? I mean, something to think about, of course. I don't want to make, you know, an excuse for them. But what do you think from a safety standpoint how that works? What do you think should go on from there? Do you think it's just a bunch of malarkey? Or do you think that it's something worth looking at? I mean, a judge did say it. And is 30 days enough time? Or is it something that it's not going to work? I don't know. Duh. You and I are sharing the information together. Shlen Maxwell was transferred to a New York federal prison Monday following her arrest in New Hampshire last week. Maxwell, the confidant of convicted pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, has been indicted on multiple charges in connection to an alleged sex trafficking operation that brought young girls to Epstein's Manhattan home. Former prosecutor Francie Hakes told Fox News that she believes Maxwell will plead guilty and start cooperating soon. Hakes said the madam is looking at a 10-year mandatory minimum sentence, a life sentence maximum. So what do you think there? There's a news story shared. And yeah, that's what's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have some reporters announcing them. I figured it might be better for you and I as we do have the discussion. But what do you think there? Maxwell, potentially now, up to 10 years, do you think that she actually will seek a deal? Because you already know that the court of public opinion is out there in regards to what's going to happen next. There is no doubt about it. There is no questions to ask there. And of course, there's already rumors circulating on what's going to happen next to her. Will she survive the time in the clinker going forward? And who knows? I mean, it's just a question that we have to have. It is a conversation that we're going to have to interact with because nobody knows with the future. I mean, some people claim that they do. I just don't know if they do or not. But what do you think here? 
do you think that she should be able to make a deal as long as she's willing to name names? I mean, you have to think about it for just a brief moment. What's the worst thing that could happen? What name do you think is going to show up? Is it going to be politicians? Is it going to be actors? Is it going to be musicians? Who the hell knows? Don't, Don't go, go anywhere. You're listening to the home of Real Safety Talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. I didn't know I was going anywhere, but who knows? I guess I go a lot of places. But think about it. Think about that whole conversation on how that could occur. Think about how that whole thing might happen. Who knows what will happen next for sure. Two planes collided and then crashed into Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho on Sunday afternoon. According to the Kootenai Country Sheriff's Office, there were eight passengers on the two planes. Both planes were located in the lake and two bodies have been recovered so far. It is believed there are no survivors. So what do you think there? You know, you got two planes that collide, which number one, no one needs, someone needs to explain how that happens. And now potentially there is no survivors from the whole thing. So it's something to think about for sure. How do you think that this actually is justifiable? And a lot of people can say, you know, that quote word, quote unquote, oh, it was human error. Duh. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to have a conversation. How does this actually happen? Did they not follow what the terminal was saying in regards of what needed to be done in regards of, let's say, um, Let's see, tower control on what needed to be done. I mean, it's kind of weird. You don't really hear a lot of conversations of people saying, hey, we had two planes collide midair. And I have to tell you, I did watch the news over the weekend. I don't recall hearing any story about this. Of course, this is some of the deep dives that we do take into the news. But what are you thinking? How do these things happen? Now, Of course, you will have the safety professional out there that will say, well, we need to have more safety trainings and they need to be louder and they need to be more engaging and they need to cover this, that, and the other. What was the breakdown inside of the system that caused this to occur? Maybe that's the question. Was there the proper safeguards in place to be able to do this? I don't know. Just asking the question. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. Human remains found in a shallow Texas grave last week have been identified as missing. Fort Hood Solid of Vanessa Gwillen. Gwillen was last seen April 22nd in a parking lot at Fort Hood, where she was based. She was killed and dismembered by fellow Solida Aaron David Robinson, who took his own life last week as officers swarmed his home. Civilian Cecily Aguilar has been arrested and charged with helping Robinson mutilate and dispose of the body. So what do you think is going to happen here out of this news story that's coming out of Fort Hood? So, of course, now Cecilia Aguilar has been arrested, as you just heard there. So what do you think is going to happen next? And, of course, court of public opinion will always be a thing. I don't care what anybody tells me. It always just ends up being that way. So what do you think is going to happen next? Is Cecilia Aguilar going to be held responsible for the actions of Aaron David Robinson? And what was the level of guilt that he decided to take his own life after this? And, of course, we can sit here and contemplate and ask questions and so on. But what do you think should happen next? What do you think that the conversation needs to be like? Because here's the interesting thing that sometimes occurs in the U.S. People are found guilty before even the court case. Just the way that it works. You know that. I know that. Especially living here. But what do you think will happen? What do you think will happen with Cecilia Aguilar, especially knowing all of this about Vanessa Gillian. Now, don't get me wrong. I was actually for a period of time not too far from Fort Hood. Interacted with a lot of people from there. 
Not a news story that I like sharing, but hey, it is something that has happened. Anyways, let's go into the next story. All three major trading indexes kicked off the new trading week with big wins. The Dow surged more than 450 points, while the S&P 500 had its fifth consecutive positive session. And the Nasdaq Composite rose 2.2% to close at a new record high. The technology sector led the gains with Amazon trading above $3,000 a share. Yeah, you heard me there. $3,000 a share for the first time while Netflix, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, and Facebook all finished 2% positive or better for the day. So we have been really harping or really having a lot of conversations lately about Amazon. Duh. What is your general consensus about Amazon? $3,000 a share is a good chunk of change, my friends. You know this. I know this. So what do you think there? What do you think about the Amazon SharePoint? Not SharePoint like that. No, 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 no. Not SharePoint like that. But what do you think about the shares being valued at that? How are you looking at this? Do you think that they're too big? Because I know that there's a lot of conversations behind that because they're so, we'll say, quote unquote, diverse, a conglomerate, a major pain for some. They do offer a little bit about everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. But how are you looking at this? And don't get me wrong. Amazon does invest heavily into the safety industry. They do actually help events safety events. So nothing against them. They do give back in some areas. No, no one can, can really complain about that. But then you go into the conversations with the mom and pops where they say, Hey, we will sponsor quote unquote, your kid's baseball team. Will Amazon do the same? And I'm not saying, Hey, Amazon needs to do sponsorships in that fashion, but it's the mom and pop shop from down the road that is struggling to compete with the Amazons of the world. And hey, don't get me wrong, competition is competition. That's the way that the world goes. But how do you look at this? How does the whole thing work for you? As some of the actual small businesses have been closed, Amazon has been allowed to remain open. Most of their business comes from online, nothing against that. But something to think about as we do have the conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. We are streaming on an Amazon network. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you don't know this, Amazon owns Twitch. So technically, we are streaming on Amazon to an extent because we are coming across on Twitch. So just want to reference that real quick because we need to make sure that we are open and very clear when we do have this conversation piece. So what do you think overall about the whole thing? What do you think about Amazon? Should they be broken up? I mean, if you listen to Elon Musk, he's someone who says that they should be. But then again, one can always say people are competing to be the richest guy on the planet. Who the hell knows? I don't know. I don't know anything. I just talk about the things that come to my mind. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Judges in two Texas counties sent out emergency alerts over the weekend, warning residents that local hospitals were at capacity and no more beds are available. They advised residents to shelter in place, wear face coverings, practice social distancing, and avoid gatherings. On Friday, Texas reported its third day of positive cases topping 7,000 with 50 new deaths. The total number of confirmed cases for the state is at 185,591 with 2,592 deaths, according to John Hopkins. So that's the latest from John Hopkins University there, claiming 185,000 new cases. And of course, 205,092 deaths. And this is, of course, in Texas. Yeah, still a state that I love, so don't get me wrong here. But what do you think? What are you thinking? I, I, I have such a hard time sometimes having the conversation about 
the new numbers that you see out there and the new things that are taking place. Duh. Duh. Because as you are aware, as safety professionals, we have a diverse audience. And how things are occurring. How things are happening out there in our new multiverse. Some people think that this is fake. Some people think that it's real. I don't know. We can have so many conversations here about what's going on. We can have so many conversations about the things inside of this world. Do you think that this thing is fake? Or do you find it that it's real? What is the research that you have been able to have access to to make the determination? Hi, Todd. Lucien, just want to make sure. So where do you go? Where does the conversation turn on where you go, it's real or it's fake? How do you make the determination? Do you have to get it to make sure that you deem it real? Now, I will tell you, I have read reports where people have taken the test, come back with it, and say that it's not true. I don't know. There's so much confusion about this stuff. There's so many different conversations that one can have today about this. And yeah, I can tell you, you know, we had the discussion briefly yesterday that things would be changing supposedly come the summer. Well, we're in the summer. So what's going to happen next? What's going to be the next section? Are we seeing a new wave? I mean, you just heard the news stories from Melbourne. Duh. You heard the news stories that stated that they're actually doing another six-week lockdown. Duh. Are we on that same path here in the U.S.? Just a question. Believe me, it's not a scare tactic for no means. But I want to have the conversation on what do you think is going to happen? What do you see occurring next? President Woodrow Wilson's name could be removed from an L.A. street. If city leaders and residents decide his racist past is an issue. The Los Angeles City Council is looking into renaming streets and removing statues, monuments and other artwork if the name has ties to a racist or oppressive past. A motion was introduced by two councilmen last week and seconded by another two. The plan is to open discussions with the public on the topic as well as how to go about renaming. So what do you think about this? Of course, we're seeing a lot of things happen throughout the U.S. where there's some takedowns of statues, monuments, and so on. Because of a racist past. What is your general consensus? There is a lot of mixed reaction from the safety professionals that I get to speak with in regards of this matter. So what are you thinking? Do you think they should be brought down? Do you think they shouldn't be brought down? Do you think this is not a conversation for you and I to have? Something to think about, of course. But I know, I know we talk about it. I'm just a guy behind a microphone. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. A zookeeper in Switzerland was fatally mauled by a Siberian tiger over the weekend. While colleagues rushed to save the woman by luring the large feline away, it was unfortunately too late. An investigation into exactly how the tragic incident happened and why the animal keeper was in the facility at the same time as the tiger is being carried out by the Zurich Public Prosecutor's Office, Zurich City Police, the Zurich Forensic Institute and the Institute of Forensic Medicine. The zoo also said there would be no consequences for the five-year-old tiger, named Arena, as she was in her usual environment. So what do you think there? I mean, that's, of course, a kind of a shocking news story to an extent. Zookeeper in Switzerland gets mauled. What safeguards were in place there is a whole other conversation that we can have, of course, here, as you already know this. Duh. So we talk about it all the time from the understanding of human and organizational performance when it comes to not holding people accountable. Not let me I phrase that totally wrong. Not to blame the purpose, the person, not to blame the person, not about not holding people accountable. I don't even know why the hell I said that shit about not holding by not blaming people is really what it boils down to. The person did not cause 
the issue to occur. That's what I was trying to say. But that, my brain started going way too fast. So the zoo's keeper also said there would be no consequences for the five-year-old tiger named Irina as she was in her usual environment. Now that's going to trigger, trigger some of the people that are out there in that particular regard. And I understand. I understand the conversation. Do you think anything should be held accountable to the tiger? Something to think about as we do have the conversation, because some people will say, well, it's an animal. It's not a human, so it should be treated differently. What is your thought there? As a safety professional, as you take a look inside of these different worlds of ours and these different jobs and different things that we actually do, what do you think there? Do you think that the animal should be treated differently? Or do you look at it and go, no, nope, nope, nope. Should follow the exact same guidelines that we would use in anything else related to hop. Just something to think about as we do have the conversation. Now let's get you into our main story. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so the iconic car from the Dukes of Hazard will remain in the Northern Illinois Auto Museum according to multiple reports. The decision to keep the car with the Confederate flag or the emblem of the Confederate flag comes amid the destruction of Confederate statues during the Black Lives Matter protest. While many believe that the flag symbolizes racism, others argue that it is used to celebrate Southern heritage and the vehicle is a piece of history. Okay. A lot of thoughts here. A lot of things that we can talk about. Have you watched the Dukes of Hazard show? Yeah, the one of the good old boys. If you have heard of the shorts called Daisy Dukes, that's where they came from, just in case you didn't know. But as you think about this and as you have the thought process, are you looking at this as a Southern heritage thing? Or do you look at it as a potential on how people, quote unquote, quote unquote, say that it's a hate symbol? There's so many different things. Now, I will tell you, I was very familiar with that show as a kid, how I was very familiar with doing a lot of the, you know, a lot of the show related stuff, you know, them jumping in and out of the car, blah, blah, and never associated with a symbol of hate, not really understanding the meaning of certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. As you go through life, there's certain things that have certain meanings that you might not know, certain symbolism that is there. No, I'm not going to say anything about skulls and bones and the Masons and all the other stuff. The Illuminati, you know, the fun stuff that people like to talk about. What we're talking about here is this particular symbol that was on a car. And it's an iconic car. It is an iconic car from a TV show. Johnny Knoxville did a movie years later about, you know, about the show with Jessica Simpson. Yeah, with Jessica Simpson. Those boots were made for walking words, a popular video at the time. I'm, I'm getting way too sidetracked, way too sidetracked. Duh. But what do you think? Do you think that this symbol should remain where it's at? Do you think that the symbol should be removed if this is going to be inside of a museum? Or do you look at it as that it no longer makes that car so iconic? I mean, the orange does stick out as well, too. But there's so many different things you can think about as you go through this, of course. Something to think about. What are your thought processes? If you had something inside of your workplace that made things, quarter linked to some, iconic, but it was considered offensive or a symbol of hate to others, what would you do? Maybe you should frame it that way before you think about the next thing. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. This is Figer's Law. Lock them up and throw away the key. We Americans love our politicians to act like they're tough on crime. 
And when you do something wrong, you should pay with hard time. Mercies for the bleeding heart liberals, they say. Well, what if it turns out they weren't guilty and we put somebody in prison by mistake? According to Michigan law, people who are wrongfully convicted are entitled to a paltry $50,000 for each year they spend rotting in prison. And of course, the state hasn't put aside any money to pay anyone who's wrongfully convicted. So what do prosecutors do when confronted with somebody who's been wrongfully convicted? They fight against setting aside the convictions because it's cheaper. They say justice is blind, but where does it say justice be damned? Remember, if you don't stand for something, you end up standing for nothing. This is Figer's Law. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so if you're a big music aficionado such as I am, I got some sad news to share with you. Charlie Daniels has died. The country legend known for his hit The Devil Went Down to Georgia passed away on Monday at a hospital in Tennessee after suffering a stroke. He was 83. Tyson Brummett, the Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, passed away on Friday morning in a place crash near what? In a place. I think it says a plane crash, not a place crash. A plane crash near Box Elder Peak in American Fork Canyon in Utah. He was 35. So some sad news there of things that are going on, but have to share it with you on what's happening in the world out there. We do talk about this from time to time, and we touch on it very lightly. But I think it is something that needs to be brought up. So let's talk about some things that are actually going on inside of the world of politics. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said the coronavirus is partially to blame for the recent spike in shootings in her city. When asked why shootings were up 40% over the last year and homicides up 30%, Lightfoot said all of these forces are coming together at the same time, making it difficult that the ecosystem of public safety, and it isn't just law enforcement, but it's local, community-based, they too have really been hit hard by COVID and are now just kind of coming back online and getting their footing. Her remarks mimic those of the New York Mirror's Bill de Blasio, who blames the increase of violence over the weekend on the pandemic while vowing to keep New York City as the safest big city in America. So what do you think about this? Do you think that the rise in violence is blamed because of COVID-19? Do you think the pandemic has something to play with it? Do you think that the pandemic has something to do with things going out of the ordinary in regards to how people are reacting on the streets? 30% increase in homicides. 40% increase in shootings. This is in Chicago alone. How do you look at this as a safety professional? And if you are in Chicago, how safe are you feeling at the moment? I do have a, you know several people that I know that are based out of Chicago. But how are you feeling safe with everything going on? How do you feel in that world now, knowing that there has been an increase? Now, we are not even talking about what the numbers were last year. We're saying an increase Duh. from what they were before. So what is the numbers prior? Just a question. Anything in an increase related to a shooting or a homicide is too high, regardless of what it is. Think about it that way. Let's continue. President Trump will hold an outdoor rally in the battleground state of New Hampshire next weekend. Campaign staffers said that the event will be held Saturday, July the 11th. Isn't that this weekend? At Portsmouth International Airport, this will be the president's second rally during the coronavirus pandemic. So if you have the chance to go see the president of the U.S., would you go with the pandemic that is actually going on? That is another conversation for you to have something for you to think about. Are you actually going out in the general public? Like, I will tell you, me personally, being here in 
good old Orlando, I have limited a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, I jump from studio to home and home to studio. But that's my option of what I'm doing. I don't really go out into the general public. But I I look at it, too, that that's like a lot of stuff that I didn't do in the first place. I mean, from time to time, I will go out. And, of course, if I go out and do speeches and stuff like that, and, you know, now everything's a little bit more locked down type of thing. But what are you thinking? How do you look at it? Are you willing to take some risk for doing some things that might be out of the ordinary? Seeing the president is not something you get to see every day. So is it something that you'd be willing to do? Anyway, something to think about. Anyways, no winner for lottery on Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $73 million jackpot or a $57.2 million cash payout. So there's some options for you right there. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either. Wednesday's drawing will be for $69 million jackpot or a $55 million cash payout. There are some options for you if you're into playing the game. So let me tell you about this. Some different stuff going on inside of the world of showbiz. Duh. Big Brother is coming back, believe it or not. It was uncertain if the show, which was filmed during the summer, would be happening this year due to the coronavirus. But according to DMZ, the show must go on. Production told the outlets that Big Brother was in the middle of casting when the outbreak hit. So an all-star edition was planned instead. The new plan is for the contestants to head to Los Angeles this month to begin testing and quarantining 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 don't you love this new freaking word before entering the big brother house i don't know would you if you were a contestant on the big brother would you go do this now and i would love to talk to one of the people that handles the safety for something like that i think it'd be kind of interesting of a conversation that's for sure let's continue tom screw's next mission impossible flick was be, has oh god has been given the green light to resume filming by the british government the a-list actor reportedly chatted about filming logistics with the culture secretary oliver dowden who confirmed the production staff will be exempt from certain quarantine rules more specifically a small number of the cast and crew will be allowed to travel to the uk without having to quarantine for 14 days well i wonder how that's gonna go you know because let's talk about it the U.S. being one of the heavily focused on areas of things going on with this thing. A lot of people talking about it, not wanting people from the U.S. to go into their country because of the amount of infections, cases, and so on. How would you feel if you live there? And the British government turned around and said, okay, it's cool to bring some people in from the U.S., I'm just asking the question. I mean, I'm sure you're thinking about it. Duh. But what do I know? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So if you might have heard, the the musical Hamilton has come under renewed scrutiny following the debut on Disney+. Plus. Cancel Hamilton has begun trending over the weekend with many uncomfortable about celebrating the life of Alexander Hamilton, who traded slaves but did not own any himself. Star of the show, Lin-Manuel Miranda, issued an apology last month to fans for the show's failure to publicly denounce systemic racism sooner. Miranda appeared to not want to deal with the backlash again as he set his Twitter account to private following the release of the show on the streaming service on Friday. So what do you think? Did you take a did you take a watch of good old Hamilton? Now I will tell you, I'm not a big fan of watching plays unless I'm there in person that I have to go to. Yes, I said that I have to go to. Yes, those things do occur in life. Yes, there are certain things that you have to do that you might not want to. Duh. Duh. You'll understand if you don't already. Anyway, so let's continue. So what do you think? Do you think Disney should pull it? How do you think about it? Is it some, I mean, and let's take the rap music out of the equation of the play. Do you feel that it's celebrating what the gentleman did? How do you look at it? I mean, it's a, there's a lot of conversations that come out, of course. Anyways, let's continue. Hillary Duff slammed everyone who's celebrating the 4th of July over the weekend, especially the 
sanity-clad women at a California house party. After sharing her low-key holiday plans, the actress blasted those raging house parties. She drove past, noting the lack of masks. She also seemed to poke fun at Kanye West throwing his hat in for running for president, writing, oh, and I'm running for president as well. I don't know if we should go around poking, you know, at people for not wearing masks or at people who are wearing masks. There's so many different things that are there um, in regards. And I don't know, you know, the whole standpoint of what people think about areas that are mandated where you're having to wear a mask because that has pissed off some people as well. So something to think about as we do move forward. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, is Instagram's new highest paid celebrity. According to social media marketing firm Hopper HQ, Johnson can charge advertisers approximately $1 million, $1,015,000 to be exact, for a sponsored post. Kylie Jenner previously held the top spot. Holy crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson as much as the next person. But $1,015,000 for The Rock to actually sponsor your stuff. Wow. Good for him. I remember the good old days when he used to be in good old wrestling. WWE and people didn't really love him when he was Rocky Maivia. And then he came back and changed that character. Anyways, it's something to talk about. Not trying to go down too deep of a rabbit hole there. Anyways, let me tell you about a couple of things that we have going on here. If you have not heard or if you're not part of our exclusive list, which you can join by going to safetyfm.com this Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Mr. Sheldon Primus and myself will be hosting a little event here. Let me kind of blow this up for you on the screen. We'll be hosting this little event. This event is a question about diversity. We're going to be talking about diversity inside of the world here. So what we're asking for people to do is come and join us for this event. Oh, yes. Oh, wrong side. This event right here. Come and join us for this event that we're having. It's a question about diversity. What we're going to be doing during the event, let me blow this up a little bit. Um, what we're going to be doing during the event is having a conversation about diversity inside of the workplace, mostly driven about the United States of America. So if you're interested in joining, if you come to our website, safetyfm.com forward slash, what is it? Forward slash what? What did you forget there? Live virtual. That's what it is. Live virtual. Be going to live-virtual or just go to safetyfm.com, click on that little button there, and you can sign up to join us. This is a free live event. We want to do interactions with the audience and interactions between, of course, Sheldon and myself. This will be never broadcasted on safetyfm.com. So let me explain what I mean here. You have to get a ticket to be able to do to go to it, So it's but it's free, so let me explain. We just want people to sign up for them to be able to interact with us, and then... We're going to have an open conversation, open dialogue with us and the audience members in regards to diversity. So that will take place there. No, it is not a Zoom call, just in case. So we'll do some audience participation and interaction there for you to be able to join us. So just go to the website, safetyfm.com, go into the live virtual section, and you can sign up. It is at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So please give us a join there. So we got that going on. Other thing that we have going on towards the end of the month, we're putting on a Hop 101 for Beginners course. And that will happen on July the 29th. And this course will be driven for beginners. So if you want to, go to safetyfm.com.io. That's or dot, dot com. It's safetyfm.io. You can sign up right there to attend the class. The other thing that we're doing with this particular event is that if you want to help us in regards of promoting the event, you have the opportunity of signing up for an affiliates code. If you go right there, sign up for the affiliate code. You don't have to go to the event. You can sign up for an affiliate code. And for every ticket that someone uses your affiliate link, we will do a 5% revenue share with you. So just so you are fully aware, we want to give back for the people that are actually helping us promote the event. So that's available. And then, of course, here at Safety FM, we have a contest going on right now that if you want to go to the event, you have the opportunity of winning a ticket to go to the event. We're going to be giving away three tickets for the event itself. If you go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest, that will give you the opportunity to do so. So if you're interested in doing that, more than welcome on doing it. We will be giving away the tickets on the 27th of July live here on the Rated R Safety Show. 
couple things to go through real quick. Let's talk about the days of the year that you of the year that you can celebrate. Duh. Chocolate day. Father daughter take a walk together day. Global forgiveness day. National dive bar day. That one might be a little bit a little bit more difficult to celebrate. National strawberry Sunday day. Sunday day. Yeah, that's a difficult one to say. National Macaroni Day and Tell the Truth Day. Shit, that's every day. That's get that gets me in trouble. Okay, a couple other things real quick. If you are going through some signs of depression or suicides and you're thinking about it, there is a number you can call. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That is a group of people that are available for you right there immediately that can assist you in regards of mental anguish and so on. Give them a call. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. Or you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They are a 24-7 available resource for you. So if you're interested in doing that as well. And then last but not least, want to talk about it one more time. We've been talking about it all week, and I want to make sure that it is something that we talk about all the time, and that is missingkids.org. That is missingkids.org. That is a website that discusses people or children that are missing inside of the United States. And there are resources that are available there for you for you can assist the local areas or even statewide in case if you're interested in doing so. If your child's missing, you can actually list some information there or you can even donate to help people in need of trying to find their children. That is related to some of the Amber Alerts that you do see that pop up on your phone from time to time. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode of the Rated R Safety Show. Try to do that all the time. Anyways, if you did not take a listen to it, the newest version of the Jay Allen Show podcast came out earlier today. And that is a conversation between myself and Blair Boyd from the... Safer than your average podcast, so you're more than welcome on actually taking a a listen there if you're interested in doing so. So feel free on jumping by, taking a listen to that, and it's there for you. Love Blair Boyd, somebody I did not know and got to meet him over the last little bit. Very intriguing character, really trying to help out in the world of safety. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of the Safety FM. That is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.